0: Before we begin, I would like to announce that I will be attending the 63rd annual convention of the American Society of Dowsers June 8th through June 11th, being held at the State University of New York Adirondack campus in beautiful Queensbury, New York. The convention will feature dowsing demonstrations and speakers, a metaphysical expo and dowsing bookstore, a wellness center, and much, much more. The Queensbury campus is only 45 minutes north of Albany International Airport and affordable on-campus housing is available. For more information and to register for this unique event, please visit www.dowsers.org. And now for today's podcast. Welcome to High Vibes with your host, Bill G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to our podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to High Vibes. I'm your host, Bill G. And today's special guest is Laura J. Now, Laura J was on the, the podcast back a year ago, episode 34, where we talked about light language. And in today's episode, we're going to be uh expanding our conversation and First of all, checking in with Laura seeing what she's been doing this past year and how she's been growing and expanding her business. But also she has a book called The Top 10 Spiritual Practices, which she gives away for free in on her uh website for um people who are curious and also for new clients. And it's a so we're gonna be talking about that today. So it is free available for download for anybody who wants to uh to have it for their own, but we're going to talk about it today so that way we can get better an idea of what it's all about. So Laura, again, welcome back to the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Bill, for having me. We had such a blast a year ago and I was honored to be able to come back and hang out with you again. Thank you.
0: Awesome. So for before we get into the book, let's uh, just check in. How, how have you been? Uh, again, it's been a year. So uh... it's
1: been a year. I think I've moved twice since then, working on another move <laughs> across the country, Florida to California. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Business is great. I am, um, you know, we're, we've all been doing a lot of our own inner healing. And so I did a little bit of that and, and then, it, and as I do that, I'm able to expand my business and we'll talk about that in the, in the, that's why spiritual practices are so important that we have to go inward. But, um, so I've been working on that and I have a um, a new monthly group called elevate. So I've always done uh, one-on-one spiritual coaching, and now I'm expanding that into, I have a, the light language Academy. And then I also have, I run that a couple times a year, but elevate is going to be a group where people can join for, um, and, and actually it's on, it's only $50 for three months right now. Um, and we'll be able to give that link and that information um probably in the show notes. But um, so people can join for three months and get just incredible information and learn these practices. And I'm um also, I don't know when this is going to be um. Be up, but then once a month, I'm going to do a very short intro to my top spiritual practices, just like three of them. We'll focus on three of them each month, um, just, just for free, just to really help people get into their own self awareness. Because without that, we really don't know what we want or where we want to go or how we want to show up in the world. So, but yeah, no, it's been a great year, and I see this year being the even more amazing so awesome <laughs>
0: okay well the book is called the top 10 spiritual practices for busy leaders and right off the bat i just have to say it is beautiful
1: Aww, uh, thank it is you.
0: every page is this um these full color uh photographs and uh in every page tells a story and also provides very um uplifting messages from you it tells you a little bit about yourself and then it it, it just takes you into, first of all, why spiritual practices are important in the first place, and then it goes into exactly what those spiritual practices are. So uh, first, take us into why a spiritual practice is so important for everyone to practice, even if you wouldn't necessarily call yourself, quote unquote, spiritual,
1: Absolutely, it really has nothing to do with that, but it has to do with um, spiritual practices lead you to self awareness, and self awareness, as I mentioned, is the key to everything. If we don't know ourselves, what we and know our spirit and what we love and what we don't like, and and where we want to go, the universe, God, spirit can't show up for us because we're just following everyone else, or we're we're spiritual practices. Teach us how to own our own energy. They teach us how to um, get to know ourselves and honor ourselves and and help us know what we like and don't like, and then be able to take that out into the world and show up as our highest potential, whatever and whoever that is. And that I feel like is the most important thing with spiritual practices, aside from the uh huge benefit of opening up all your intuitiveness. Uh, in all the different ways. If people want that, you can, you know, some people don't want it. I have clients who are like, I don't, that scares me. Like, I I just want to want to work on a few triggers <laughs> and does. It helps you with triggers. It helps us with, you know, all kinds of things. And, and then to take it into. to, um, I, you know, I wrote for, I wrote it for, for busy leaders and CEOs. It's for anybody. It it is really for anybody. I'm actually in the process of rewriting it. And I wrote this before COVID and, and I wrote it because, um, I got divorced because, um, over a decade ago after a 25 year marriage, my husband worked all the time. And, and that was his way of, you know, providing for us as a, as a CPA, as an uh, account, amazing accountant like you are. And, um and I, and I loved his, his work ethic, but I did the same thing. We both worked so much and worked ourselves in the ground that we weren't taking care of ourselves in the physical way. We weren't taking care of ourselves in the energetic way, or let alone the spiritual way. And that's what really why i wrote this because i saw that um in my own marriage crumbled because we did not put effort into all of these areas going to church every sunday and volunteering yourself to death does not account for actually getting to know yourself and being aware and honoring yourself that doesn't isn't it so and i tried all that had the keys to the church worked six days a week there And just volunteered myself till I just kept getting sicker and sicker. Um, And then that happened. Then my son, I have two boys and my son, when he was 21, he was working as a video game programmer for a company in Miami. And he had a seizure and was in the hospital. Um, I had to fly down from Indiana to help him. He had a seizure. They were working him seven days a week. And they, and you know, these are young kids, newly out of college programmers, they don't care. And the the boss said to me, when I came in, he's like, take as much time as you want. But when he comes back, nothing's changing. So there's no time for spiritual practices. There's no time for take care of yourself physically or energetically. My son was like comatose for a week in his apartment while I was and he couldn't touch the computer. He could hardly, you know, the seizure really, um, did not really did it did a little bit of damage, but he, you know, he's come out of that, but he had both. Of my boys have learned from watching this, that, you know, you can give a hundred percent to work, but what about the rest of your, you, what about the rest of you, your spiritual piece, the, uh, the physical, the energetic. And so really that's what my heart was when I wrote this. And I love the the shift since the pandemic and that more people are opening up to this and the other areas in their life and really making it a
0: priority. Right. And, and I've also noticed even with the, the clients that I see and in myself too, because I've also committed to going through a self-healing journey myself mm-hmm. and it's amazing you know you do this work for for 20 plus years and you think you've got stuff licked and then you know then you start doing some more inner journey and more healing and you know you're you're going through the fire You you have to go through the fire and yeah. the, the spiritual practices are so important too because if you are doing a purification program or you're getting rid trying to heal from trauma and whatever you really need to take the time to actually acknowledge it and understand and bring it into conscious awareness otherwise
1: right it doesn't all you're do doing is going too. through the motions
0: and hiding because you know I, I i work with you know workaholics too and and you know you know i'm i'm one of them too i'm always i know
1: me too. <laughs> me too i always have to check myself yeah right so I, exactly I, I get it. yeah
0: so what I've done in, you know, last year, I got so sick after tax season that I ended up in the hospital uh, with um, diverticulitis. And so this year, I'm promising myself that even though I am, you know, working these mad, mad hours again, because hey heck, it's tax season, what do I got to do? But um, you know, there's an end to it. I yeah. know there's an not only do I know that there's an end to it, but Within all of the chaos, within all of the volunteer work and whatever, I am still carving out at least an hour out of my day for self-healing and oh, self-love love and self-care. And that is so, so, so important. And, and, and sometimes it gets annoying. It's like, oh, crap, I got to do my self-care. But my God, I got all these emails I got to do. Like, no, this is your self-care time. Yes. You need to do this. And my self-care regimen includes exercise. Um, my wife and I do these um these workouts together with uh Beach Body Online. How so beautiful. we don't have to so we that. don't have to go to a gym or whatever, because you know, if your if your self-care routine is I need to go to the gym and the gym is a half hour away in one direction, well, you're gonna be tempted not to go to the gym. Easy be- because <laughs> I've got things to do. I've got work to do. Right. And so it it then becomes a an inconvenience. Or I can only take I can only do yoga in a scheduled class. Well, okay, it's snowing outside. Now I can't go to class and all right, so I won't go today and I won't go tomorrow and I won't go the, oh, the next thing you know 3 weeks have gone by you have, you've, you've, you and you've missed every class. Yep because other things got in the way of your self-care routine. And so it really doesn't matter, again, what you are doing, as long as you have made a commitment to do it and actually put it into your routine. I agree. So, and that is so very important because, and you know you're doing it right when you have this this stuff still coming up. You have the emotions. (laughs) That's right. you know, you're doing the work right when, when the stuff's coming up and you are doing your, and, and, and you're thinking about stuff that's not work, not, you know, or you're using work. And that's, this is actually something I've found recently is that you're using your work as an opportunity to continue your self-healing as well.
1: Oh, I like that. Yes. You're
0: looking for the parallels. You're looking for the mirrors within your work. So it's, so it's not just about the work. It's also about the self-work. And
1: go, go into the mirror. So I love that because our businesses, our lives are just a reflection of what's going on inside of us. That's that mirror piece you're talking about. And I, and I love that. So when I meet people or, you know, something's happening in my business, um, I I look at, okay, you know, what is that? And try to tie it back to where is that happening inside of me or Whereas and and looking at and that's where spiritual practices come in, taking that time to pray and meditate. And it's quiet time, and you know, we fight it so much. It is it's our life raft, and yet we we throw it away sometimes and don't want it,
0: right? Yeah, we ignore it. It's like ignore oh it's, it. or I will I'll get to it when I have the time.
1: Yeah, we're never gonna, yeah, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> it's it's like the adage of. You have to meditate at least fifteen minutes every day, and if you don't have the time to meditate fifteen minutes a day, you need to meditate an hour every day. <laughs> I've heard
1: that. <laughs> I like that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So yes, let's go into our specific practices. So, okay. Spiritual practice number one is be still. Be so,
1: still.
0: Yes, and you know it that
1: slowing down piece is so hard for us especially Americans and our busy lives and um but what happens is if we don't do it we're going to get forced to if we finally if we if we uh you know we're going to you got sick i got sick you know my um hair was falling out in clumps i basically was on the couch for a year when i was going through my divorce staring out the i was the time i was living in indiana and being still it was i felt like um in the cat in the hat watching the snow fall just staring out the window i organs were shutting down I like i couldn't do anything because i needed to sit there and deal with my stuff and that i had ignored for 40 some years um and I love that many of the uh, our younger generations are learning to do this a lot sooner. I think it should be taught in schools even earlier to have that quiet time, to have that stillness. And it, I have so many clients who listen to podcasts even in the shower. I mean, their, their mind is always being infused with information. And unless we shut things off, we can't hear. We can't hear anything um, within ourselves, within spirit, trying to to give us downloads or information or to to work with things so that first and foremost, you have to have that stillness. For me, it's a cup of coffee on the couch first thing in the morning and and that cup of coffee. So it used to be immediately I would um, go into praying, go and get my prayer list out and start start working on everybody else. And now it's no, I've got to take care of me first, I have to fill, I've got to clear my energy, I've got to fill my vessel first before I can give to anyone else. And, you know, it's just things that we learn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And even if you don't have time in the morning, you know, first thing when you get up and whatever, be learn to be still. Um, even when you're working. So so this is something that I do when I'm working at the tax office, because usually the second I get in, there's a pile of uh, returns that need to be done. There's uh, a client waiting at the door for me. And so what I've learned how to do is I can do their return fairly quickly. And then I find myself with five minutes, 10 minutes where... Nothing is happening where there's no, the next client hasn't arrived yet. And I have a moment. And in that moment, rather than breaking out the next drop off and start getting started on it right away. I like, I put it aside and I say, okay, five minutes, just relax. Yeah. yeah. Don't think about anything. Don't worry about whether or not the next client is waiting for you or not. And sometimes, you know, if a client, if I just finished with a client and another client is in the waiting room waiting for me, they'd already checked in or they came in early, I'll make them wait for five minutes so that I have my five minutes.
1: You're filling your vessel. You're filling exactly. your vessel. So before you can give to anyone. I love that, though. I love that. Yeah, and that that stillness, man. It it Everything starts with that. So we can't know what we want. We can't do the know our self-awareness. We don't know our triggers unless we get quiet and take that time and, and just kind of empty ourselves. Yep. That's so true. So I love that
0: spiritual practice. Number two, offer gratitude.
1: Oh, gratitude. One of my favorites, you know, it really just, it's about embracing the stillness and then contemplating, you know, all the things we have to be thankful for. And we forget we i i know i i do we are we live in such a um i don't know I'm, i feel very spoiled and very blessed but at the same time you know there are things i want to improve on and things that i want to see differently and then i sometimes i get a little pissy and i'm like stop that you know come back to i have you know food i ma- amazing shelter and you know like come on like get real the majority of the world doesn't even have a lot of this this, what we are blessed with. And it just, it just, you know, brings you back to what's really important, doesn't it? When we all focus on that.
0: Um, And again, I'm I'm, just bringing it back to taxes just for a moment. And because gratitude is a huge thing when it comes to even doing taxes. It is because I'll have a client who did very, very well for themselves the uh, the prior year. And um, I had this one couple that I was working with and they are both working very, very hard. And they um, brought in like $160,000 p- this past year, and which is more money they've ever seen in their lives. And it generated a tax consequence of yeah. where they owed taxes for the very first time. And I made they, them they, mad. They had a, a $3,000 tax bill and they were <laughs> pissed off. And I yeah. said, now- Okay, let's put this in perspective. Do you have three thousand dollars to pay your tax bill? And they said, well, yeah, Be, and the reason why is because you did so well last year.
1: <laughs> That's a really good point.
0: That mm-hmm. is a wonderful problem to have. Exactly. that you did so well, that you, okay, you may have miscalculated a little bit, but I tell you what, we'll just, you know, we'll set you up on a quarterly payment, whatever, for next year. So that way you've, you know, you got enough to, to cover. So that way I have better news for you next year. I, I love that example. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, but it's amazing to me how pe- many people get pissed off when they realize that they owe because they did well. Because they,
1: it's hard to comprehend. It's like, you just think the IRS has taken my money. So I got audited my first year after my divorce and I was devastated and it took me a while to become friends with the IRS. So I would, when I had to start sending in estimated payments and doing things, I would make sure I put on a love stamp and pray over the envelope. And and I feel like the IRS and I are friends now. I don't know. I hope so, but they still owe me money. But we'll get there someday. They're a little behind right now from what I understand. But one of the things I had to start really doing was um as um, I would get a ding that somebody scheduled an appointment or, you know, they paid. And so I would get a ding, hey, there's money in your Stripe, there's money in your PayPal. I would immediately I would look at my email and see it and be and offer thanks. So offer thanks over my bank accounts and over, over each person who um, I have new products out now. And so people are buying buying products. And so there's, you know, dings in my email and I just immediately, I offer thanks um, to spirit for it. And thanks for the person, you know, buying it like that, like all day long and what we focus on expands. Right. So I'm loving that aspect and being able to feels so differently and i get what that person like you think that um they're taking money from us or whatever but the irs or yeah all of that fun stuff (laughs) definitely
0: definitely spiritual practice number three observe mental chatter
1: (laughs) oh my gosh the mind the mind mess that we we give ourselves right um we um so what happens right as we get still and why so many people don't want stillness in their lives is because our mind the monkey mind takes over and i have written here that what is we humans have an average of 50 000 to 70,000 thoughts per day and most of them actually are negative and i'm writing a new book right now and i just wrote a whole a whole chapter on the mind and observing the thoughts and what to do with it and And I still like, that is something that I struggle with every single day and how quickly a thought, um, turns into a chemical reaction in our body and creates, creates whatever is happening here and in our life and brings in that frequency. And that's why it's so important to not just observe it, but know what to do with it. And, um, that, I don't know, have you ever had issues with that? Oh,
0: absolutely. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. all of these different voices in our head, right? Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And and like like you said, 80% of our thoughts are negative. Yes, and they happen within the subconscious. So we're not even aware of those thoughts being negative. And so when you observe it and you see it, then you can say to it, You don't have any control over me. No. And you I'm going to put this, these thoughts in a purification space. I'm going to I'm okay. going to say okay I acknowledge that I am paying attention to the stock market because I'm worried about my 401k and my investments and I think they're not going to do so good because the stock market's doing so badly oh my god the end of the world is coming wait a second I'm aware of that so what am I truly feeling here I'm feeling fear I'm feeling lack I want to feel abundance. Therefore, I'm going to take those negative thoughts and I'm going to put them over here and I'm going to allow them to purify. Beautiful.
1: Oh, I love that. That's a great way of doing that spiritual practice. But it's something we need to be conscious of. Take the sub, Take find out subconsciously because that's what's running. That's what's we're attracting in our life. And that's what's running us are these unconscious thoughts and things that are stuck. So oh, I love that.
0: Spiritual practice number four, practice oh, mindfulness.
1: Oh, this is one of my favorites. And that is paying attention. I This is an easy way to remember. It's paying attention to what's in front of you without, without judging it. That's a key. And it's also bringing in the five senses. So whatever I do this um, experiment, when I am um, speaking, give everyone one M&M. And we bring in the five senses with this one M&M and you would not believe how long that one M&M can last in your mouth and all, and how satisfying it can be when we're actually mindful, when we eat, when we're mindful of what it is we're doing. And and, um, when we're doing the things like, even right now, as you and I are speaking, we brought in all of our senses, it feels like, and then, and that's why we're, you know, we're not being distracted or this or that. And when you are mindful, it's just the satisfaction level is just so incredible. And the benefits of it, uh, of mindfulness uh, are just, there's so many, there are pages of it.
0: <laughs> so right?
1: Do you practice that on a regular basis yourself?
0: Absolutely. And it, well, I, you know, I try to, but we, we, we all have yeah, times right. when we're not present and it is, yeah, I know this is a big buzzword right now is being present. And that is another way of saying practicing mindfulness, because when you are present and being present, isn't just about, okay, I, yeah, I'm here right now. It's not just, it's not just that it's what is around me right now? What is, what am I feeling right now? What are the sensations in my body right now in this moment? I was working with a client who's actually in the process of considering divorce. And she'd been married to this person for 20 years. And she's seriously thinking of, you know, letting that go because everything that she wanted in the marriage is gone or all the things that she used to enjoy in the marriage are gone. And I was like, okay, well, um, are you still friends? And she said, yeah, I still like being around this person, but I, but I don't necessarily feel like I need to, I want to be married to them anymore. And it gives, makes me very, very sad. Okay. Well, what you're, what you're paying attention to is the stuff that isn't in the present. You're paying attention to the stuff that's in the past. How are you feeling right now when you're in the present? Are you, do, do you still feel comfortable? Do you still like this person? How are you feeling right now about this person? And that got them to really think about it. She was like, "Oh, wait a second. I I'm still friends with this person. I still like this person. I'm just feeling like I'm moving on, and they're not, and they're kind of bringing me down. Okay, now we know what's got what's actually happening here. And it's not about what happened in the past or what you think is going to happen in the future." It's this is how you're feeling right now and, and being aware of that and being present with that.
1: Yeah, it's amazing how it, it brings such clarity when you can bring it into the now moment.
0: So. Spiritual practice number five.
1: Five, eight yeah five pray yeah so so these next three kind of go together um and it's pray and then um contemplative meditation and then meditate to create your life and so so let me kind of explain so praying i grew up in the in a christian church and and, and I, pr- I prayed a lot but praying was always me talking me writing, me asking God or your higher power. It was always me, me, me talking, talking, talking my requests, what I wanted. Um, and that is, it is still in a very important part, but the meditation part is about actually shutting your mouth and listening. (laughs) And there's of course, hundreds of ways to meditate. And I, m- these two are my favorites contemplative meditation and then um, and then meditating to create your life, because I feel like it's a very um, beautiful way to I meditate on a uh, part of my life in the mornings on what I want to create and what energy I want to be in. But the praying piece, you know, we, we all got, I think we all know how to ask for anything, the question is, do we get quiet then and listen? Do we bring in the stillness, offer the gratitude and allow the the answers and the downloads to come in without having all of this noise? We got to shut off the noise, shut off the technology um, so that we can actually hear the answers.
0: What some people do when they pray is that they are asking for things that they don't have. And when you follow law of attraction with uh, with the Abraham Hicks law of attraction, you know that when you ask for something you don't have, what you're really doing is telling the universe, um, I don't have this. Mm-hmm. And so you, the prey is talking, it's expression of gratitude, it's, yes. it's, I'm here. And then the contemplative meditation is now I'm here to listen, yes, and then allowing that 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 inner voice just to talk, start talking to you. What we call our you know our inner um, our self healing ability, or our intuition, or um, our our self guidance, our inner guidance is telling us what we need to do mm-hmm. with every cho- every choice point that is presented to us. The answer is being provided if we stop. Are we listening? Listen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Are we listening though? Yeah. It's key. It's key. It's a very important part. And the the contemplative meditation, have you ever um done that specifically? Have you ever tried that?
0: I've tried Kriya meditation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Everybody. I have tried um, I'm various other meditations as well. <laughs>
1: yeah i love that so the meditate to create your life is um yeah the contemplative meditation for me is just taking like one word and focusing on that word and i'm actually creating some um cards to go with that right now to to it's it's basically like taking an energy and putting it on you putting it in you an energy or something that you want to create in your life because you have to be it. If you want, instead of like we talked about the prayer, it's something we don't have. So, well, we're going to already have it that energy of it. Um, And then meditating to create your life is I, as I was sitting on that couch and so sick in Indiana, I would dream about um, living on the beach. And I was going through the divorce. I had one son already in college, one in high school. And I would dream about what it would be like to live in a warm climate um, where I could have an outdoor lifestyle and live on the beach, walk on the beach every day and i dropped this for a year and within 2 years i was living on the beach living that lifestyle and it was pretty amazing it just happened so smoothly but i was already in the energy of it it just it happened and when i moved to from indiana to florida i knew one person but it was it didn't matter it was like it was i was called and i knew where to go my body knew where to go because i had been meditating about it for so long, (laughs) how I wanted to create my life, how I wanted to feel. Mm
0: -hmm. That's how uh, we ended up in Vermont is um, we, we don't, we didn't know anybody here when we moved here, but it was all the other moves that Nina and I did before we were running away from things. And so it was out of the frying pan into the fire every single time. And this was the first place that we went to where we meditated on it. And we realized what we wanted to create, because one of the things about New England is we would always come up here to vacation to get away mm-hmm. from our lives and to relax. Well, if that's how we felt about New England, why don't we just live there?
1: Let's live and in our so life. we
0: so the answer was right in front of us all along. It usually is. but then, when <laughs> we were quiet, and we allowed it and we allowed to ourselves to meditate it and to visualize it and see ourselves there then the creation of it just simply happened so spiritual practice number seven get physical let's get physical i love that um so i find
1: that if i'm not moving if all the energy gets stuck uh, my emotions everything is, things are not moving through. And we also have a planet full of very sensitive, empathetic people right now who are feeling everyone's everything. And then we also have a planet of people who are releasing a lot of stuff. So everyone is picking up everybody's stuff. We're all, there's a lot of Spongebobs walking around. And at one point I was one of those curled up in a ball and, uh, had to learn how to, um, the, the next one is, energy. And we'll talk more about that, but the f- being physical moves, the stuff mo- helps move it through. And these, these are masterpieces. You know, we've, we're, we're actually these huge spiritual beings shoved into these bodies. And this is our meat suit or human. I don't know what you want to call it, but, but we picked this out. I don't know why I picked this out, but we did. And <laughs> we, um, Need to their masterpieces. We need to honor them and take care of they they have a whole physical piece that they need to be taken care of, or we lose it. Yeah. So
0: yeah. yeah as and it's and your and your body is a beautiful thing. It yes, is. yes. And yes. to and and we're not just talking about body positivity here. No, we're no, talking no. about learning how to move it. And you know, one of the things that in our sedentary lifestyles is that we don't have enough core strength. We don't have enough upper body and lower body strength. We don't have enough cardiovascular strength. And people are like, okay, yeah, I, I walk, I do, I go for walks. That's good enough. And and I would argue, no, that's really, if you have the ability to constantly be upping your game, when it comes to your physicality to yes. get stronger You, it's not just about the endorphins you get from exercising Mm -hmm. and eating right and drinking enough water. It's it helps to elevate you energetically,
1: one hundred percent, yes, (laughs)
0: and spiritually. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I started exercising on a regular basis about a year and a half ago, and I'm I could not do a single push-up, and I could barely do. 20 cr- uh, crunches, and now I can do like 20 push-ups in a in a in easily. And I just bought myself a brand new set of free weights because now I'm up to 24s on my on my free weights, and I'm so proud Ooh. of that. And mm-hmm. I and and also when it comes to your weight, you know what is a healthy weight and. It's just numbers. It's really comes down to how are you feeling? How is your core strength and how is your overall health? Are you finding yourself getting sick? Are you find yourself catching every cold and flu that comes out there? If you are, then you are not being physical enough. And, and when you put being physical into a spiritual practice.
1: Oh, huge, 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 huge. Yes, I love that thought. Yes, the energy it gives you, the excitement for life, the it clears your mind, like the things that it does. You just can't even, it just, it, and it accumulates, meditation accumulates. It's not just a one-time thing. It just, it's incredible. Yeah.
0: Spiritual practice number eight, clear your energy.
1: Ooh, clear your energy. This is one of my favorites, of course, with what I do. Um, and this is pretty much where I started when I was so sick and couldn't do the physical piece. I started with clearing my energy and learning about energy and how it was affecting my aura and my chakras. And so for me, I utilized all different kinds of healing modalities, uh, I became a Reiki master, and then Um, started channeling the light language and using the light language to clear the energy. But it basically, um, I had all these holes and cuts and tears in my energy field um, and was able to clearing your energy. um, So with all that, when you have all of that, you pick up everybody's everything. Like I mentioned this, the, or they have these SpongeBob energy fields. And so it's really important to keep your energy clear. And that's back to being still. And knowing who you are, your self-awareness. So the second I feel off nowadays, if I go to the grocery and I pick up something, um, I I walked into a, um, I wrote about this in my next book. I, I went to the grocery and I walked through a, I call it a black blob of energy of some sort. And it was like a goo all over my energy field. I knew it immediately, but it took me, It there was a lot, there was a lot and it took me a little bit to get it off. So I I know myself so well that I can recognize it right away, but then I need to take the time to clear it. So if I'm going rush rushing about my day and know that I fell off and not going back and clearing it, things usually go downhill. That's when I hit all the stop signs. That's where That's when versus I'm in flow, you know, it's, it's a whole different energy when you're, when your energy is not clear. (laughs) Have you ever noticed the difference?
0: Oh, absolutely. And actually, and um, I'm learning uh, some regular dowsing. Some you know, what I call regular dowsing, but I I do Akashic dowsing, but um, I'm also learning how to do dowsing with other tools as well and one of the daily practices i'm starting to get into about raising one's energy is raising the energy of your dwelling and yes. i talked to shelly darling about this in our last episode and in that episode we were talking about when your home is at a vibration that is the the vibration that you are striving for it your actual home acts as a class a glass ceiling And so when you're home, you're like, oh, I feel terrible. Or maybe you go off to a a retreat and you are just on cloud nine at this retreat. And then the second you come home, you feel like crap. And it's because you raised your vibration to a high, high level. And then you come back to your house where it's in the toilet. Yeah. And now you, it doesn't feel like a good fit anymore. So there, there's protocols, there's dowsing protocols where you can actually raise the vibration of your house. And you always want your house to be a higher vibration Than you are so you always have somewhere to go and that way you
1: can grow into that yes so and i talk a lot about that traveling as much as i do and staying in airbnbs and hotels so i have to clear them ahead of time before i get there just so i can even sleep and i have i have a blog article on about um something about your pillow and uh, just does your pillow talk to you at night because it because the pillows in the hotel rooms hold all that energy. So when you're out, try so, so, you know, I get my house feeling great, but then I'm out traveling. So I've got to keep all of that just in line and flow as well. But I, I love that um, analogy of, yeah, you, the, the spiritual retreat and coming home. And if it's not in alignment with you, um, not in harmony with you, like that is super important to what are you going to do to raise, raise the roof, <laughs> so to speak <laughs> for yourself.
0: Yes. Awesome. Absolutely. So spiritual practice, number nine, number Choose
1: nine,
0: happiness,
1: Oh, happiness, one of my favorites <laughs> I had, I, for a long time, I had um, my company focused on, you know, choosing happiness, you know, it seems like such a silly overused word you know, we hear it a lot. And I really wanted to focus on this because it took me a while to figure out that happy was being content no matter what, and that it was a choice. And you make that choice, you make the choice during the stillness that I'm going to choose to be happy no matter the chaos, no matter what's going on. And I'm going to be happy with, you know, it doesn't mean that everything is perfect in your life. But it does mean that I'm going to choose happiness today in this moment and go from there. Um, and, and I think that if more of us did that, the vibration of the planet would raise a lot faster.
0: <laughs> and some people think of choosing happiness as I'm unhappy in my job, therefore I'm going to choose a different job. And then when they go to that other job, they realize that they're just as unhappy in that new job where they assumed that they were going to be happier because maybe the job came with a bigger paycheck. And they thought, well, I'm not being paid enough. Therefore, I go to a job that's going to pay more. That's going to make me happy. But yeah. it's a choice. I'm going to choose to be happy. Like, you know, when I'm in tax season, it, I don't and I, and I say this to people all the time. When they when they I tell them you know I'm a, a spiritual healer who does taxes.
1: I love that. People are like,
0: where does that come from? And I say to them, I don't do taxes because I like taxes. In fact, I'm not very I'm not very fond of taxes because you know they're complicated, they are convoluted, they are unfair for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I like people. It makes me happy to help people and so, and, or help people through a tough time. And when people come to do their taxes, that's usually they're in a position in their lives where they need help. They, they need assurance. They need someone to help them feel better about their situation. And that makes me happy.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: And that's why I choose to do that job every year, despite the fact that it's super busy and it takes me away from my primary you know, mm-hmm. job. It's because it's another opportunity for me to make as many people happy as I possibly can. And that makes me happy.
1: Wonderful. Oh my gosh. I can see that. And I had a, a friend say to me, um, she was blown away at the concept of choosing happiness because, like, like you mentioned, we think it's about everything that's going on around us and going switching jobs or this or that. But it's not right. It's it's where it's it's inside. It comes from inside and making the choice, and then it it's gonna take care of itself. Yeah.
0: And this takes us over to our our final spiritual practice, which is number ten: follow your joy
1: follow your joy. And they're very similar, um, but not exactly. So, so joy for me. And I, I write after you choose to be drama free and happy, you can actually follow your joy. And, and for me, it's um, joy is the highest vibration and it's over even love. So joy is the joy is the highest vibration. Love is next. Um, and then I think gratitude and peace are down there. So, so even when I'm working with people and clearing an energy field or clearing a house, I say everything that is love, joy, peace, and gratitude can stay, but everything else has to go. Um, and so I use those, those four as my top vibrations that get to stay in a house, um, or a person's energy field and the rest has to go, but joy, following your joy, um, is, how you picked you and your wife picked this new spot in vermont you know to to live it's how how um well not always for me but how i choose how i'm choosing um and that's a whole nother story on the land clearing and the portal keeping that i do but on why i move so much but this next move that i'm making here in a couple months is based off of my own joy and what makes me happy. And for me, it's a coastal, a home, a coastal home, um, this time on the West coast of California and not Florida at this point, Uh, but who knows, I'll be back. Um, but, But following our joy, if we can follow that from step to step, I don't think we can go wrong. Now, it doesn't mean things are gonna be perfect. Things are, you know, we're still going to run into lessons and, and some roadblocks that we're going to need to, but overall, if we can stay in our joy and our happy spot inside of us, we're fine. We take that with us everywhere we go.
0: Uh, Following my joy is doing this podcast. Following my joy is dowsing. Following my joy is sitting down with a client and helping them discover what is uh what is blocking them and and helping them heal from from the trauma that they are holding onto that is that is my joy and and like i said in the previous in in the being happy it goes along with that helping people and you know it and everybody has a different level on that but i also know that if I chose to be a full-time bookkeeper or a full-time accountant or whatever, that would make me unhappy because I know that then it becomes about about the work. And for me, it's not about the work. It's about the people. So I keep myself expanding. I, I make it about the joy. And also part of that joy is joy, joy for the self, love for the self. Yes. And knowing that you're um that the hard work that you need to go through in order to be in that better place, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging. But if you don't experience joy with yourself, mm-hmm. then you're going to have a very hard time finding joy anywhere else,
1: absolutely. That's a really good point. <laughs> absolutely.
0: Oh, this was so, so much fun. Going it was.
1: Through. I love it. Thank you, Bill, for having me on.
0: So uh, let everybody know um, about uh, your website. And also you have this uh, this group that you're doing that we want to talk about.
1: Yeah. So uh, everyone can go to laurajay.com. It's L-A-R-A-J-A-Y-E.com. And on there is you can um, get the ebook. You can check out Elevate, the monthly program. You can look at the light language infused coded products of bracelets and jewelry, different jewelry and beautiful handmade candles and lip balms and things like that. So a little bit of everything on there um, to just make your life um, really help raise the vibration all around you to help you. Super fun awesome yes
0: so again thank you very much for coming back on to the show and thank you everyone out there for listening and we will see you next time thank you for listening for more information about bill and nina g please go to www.vitalbioenergetics.com see you next time